the Pittsburgh Penguins are set to take on the San Jose Sharks on Saturday night. And to start off today's episode, Pat and I are going to preview that game, plus how the Penguins can beat the worst team in hockey. Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Hunter Hodes. You can follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes, joined as always by the best co-host on the planet, Patrick Dam. You can follow him on Twitter at Cinnamon for Wet, and you can follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen slash watch of the day. So we're one day away from Penguins hockey returning And they will be on their California road trip, and they will start that trip with a game against the worst team in hockey, the San Jose Sharks. They are 0-9-1 to start the year. They have been outscored 45-10 in those 10 games, so a minus 35 goal differential. And, oh yeah, they have a 17% goals for rate at 5-on-5 during those first 10 games. This is one of the worst starts I've ever seen from a team in my lifetime for a season i think to be honest pat this team stinks and yeah god forbid the penguins lose this game you might as well just leave the coaching staff in san jose when you before you go to anaheim and los angeles and all these other places there's no excuse to lose to this team they just got blasted 10 to 1 by the vancouver canucks on thursday night the sharks are awful to say the least it's it's really hard to look at the numbers for this team. Like you said, they've been outscored in 10 games this season, 45 to 10. So they're averaging one goal a game. Historically bad. Their goal differential, that makes it minus 35. And I was saying this to you, I was saying this to you before we hit record. Their goal differential is minus 35. The next closest in the National Hockey League is Calgary with a minus 16. Their goal differential is almost twice as bad as the next closest. Their leading scorer is Tomas Hurdle with five points. Behind him is Fabian Zetterland with four. Behind him is Philip Zadina with two. And like you just said, they lost 10-1 to to Vancouver, who, while having a pretty solid start this season, is not a very good hockey team. And if the Vancouver Canucks are putting up a touchdown, extra point, and field goal on you, that's a problem. Right. And I think everyone expected the Sharks to be pretty bad this year. This was a team that was set up to tank by general manager Mike Greer. Heck, they didn't really get anything back in the Eric Carlson trade. Their second line center right now, Pat, is Mikhail Granlin, obviously former penguin that trade did not work out well for Ron Hextall that was the the nail in the coffin for him when it comes to his penguins tenure when your second line center is Mikhail Granlund you have quite a bit of problems in my opinion your top line is Anthony Duclair Fabian Zetterlund and Tomas Hurdle they do have William Eklund at least who I I think is going to be a pretty solid player in the NHL I think he's their best prospect right now at least in my opinion but will that be, you go down uh, this lineup five confirmed what was that Will that be E5 confirmed? E5 confirmed, <laughs> Eklund. Yes, it is. I like that you made that reference on the show. But 
you that's go down all, this that's, lineup. For the, that's for all the OG hockey Twitter people yes. out there. The, the, those of us who lived in those trenches. <laughs> <laughs> During every trade deadline, I would live for seeing those tweets from that. Oh, they were just hockey Twitter. It was, it, it was just, it was always so funny. If we can go on that tangent real quick, it was always so funny because he would either be, and I, I'm pretty sure it was a, he, I can't remember, but it, he would either be dead on completely accurate yep. Or so far off that it was embarrassing, and there was no middle ground. There was never like, ah, you know, he was sniffing around. He got real close, but not quite. <laughs> it was always like, oh, damn, he got that absolutely one hundred percent correct. Or there, there's not even a, a a syllable in this that's correct. And when he would get them wrong, like he would be like, oh, this player is going to this team, but then it would go to like a rival team. And it's like, how do you get it that wrong? So yeah, <laughs> that, that would always be funny. Wild West days. Take me back sometimes to some some simpler days, at least eight or nine years ago. But anyways, you go down this lineup, Pat. Mike Hoffman, he's not what he used to be. That's for damn sure. Nico Sturm, Ryan Carpenter, Jacob McDonald. I mean, there's just not a lot here for this forward group. Defensively, you got Mark Edward Vlasic, who is still signed to that awful contract. You have Jan Ruda, who's on the third pairing, obviously former Penguin. Mario Ferrero is on their top pairing. When that guy is on your top pairing, your team is really bad. And I know the Sharks are going to come out in this game trying to play their best. You can't tell players to tank games. Now, a GM and a coach, you a GM and a coach can set up a roster to tank. And I think that's what David Quinn and Mike Greer have done here. But the players are still playing their tails off every night. And the Penguins are going to have to be prepared for that on Saturday night. Just because this team is really bad doesn't mean they're just going to roll over and die. They're still going to give it their best shot. I mean, they're professional athletes, for God's sakes. So I have this question for you. What do the Penguins need to do to come out on top and snap this five-game losing? Well, snap this losing streak that they're on. Well, first and foremost, they have to pretty much do exactly what they've been doing for the past two weeks, and that's come out, come out fast come out with a purpose. Five out of six, excuse me, I should say, for their losing streak. Sorry. Come out fast, come out with a purpose, get as many shots on, on Kakinen or Blackwood, whoever starts uh, as you can, put them under siege early, and it wouldn't hurt to get a goal in the first five, seven minutes because here's the thing about a team like San Jose. There's some talent on this roster. Let's not get that twisted. I've been saying this for a while. I actually wrote about it in my column today on KDKA, that the NHL is in a moment where they've had probably more talent in the league than they've had at any other time. I agree. So there's still talent on this roster, but the way their first 10 games have gone, if you score on them in the first five to seven minutes, shoulders are going to start slumping, heads are going to start going down, and the immediate body language and mentality of this team is going to be, well, here we go again. And you have to build off of that. And – you look at this roster, I mean, it, like you brought up all the names, Anthony Duclair, Philip Zadina, Tomas Hurdle. These are th- those are three guys that they need to play well and they will play well because here's what they're playing for, a trade. Mm-hmm. They're playing to be traded at the trade deadline to a contender. And that's exactly what San Jose as an organization wants. They want these guys out the door by the trade deadline so they can get assets, they can get young players, they can get uh, high draft picks and they can really start restocking the farm and moving this rebuild forward. So to your original question, a lot of shots, fast start, and a goal in the first five to seven minutes won't hurt. 
yeah, you don't want to let a team like this hang around because then they'll start believing like, oh, we can get our first win of the season against a team that's coming in, that's reeling a little bit. If we can hand them another loss, make it six out of seven, who knows what will happen? And we'll get to that now before we head to a break. I teased a little earlier, Pat. Penguins lose this game. I think Kyle Dubas might have no choice but to make a couple serious changes. I don't know if Mike Sullivan gets fired if they lose this game, but I do think you see some sort of coaching change happen if you lose this one. There's just, at the end of the day, there's no excuse to lose this when you've had the days off that you've had. You've had the practice work that you've had. You've prepped for this team for numerous days at this point. You watched, obviously, the film against the Canucks. Someone is going to get let go if they win this game. And honestly, I mean, it's funny. I kind of joked around saying, oh, leave the entire staff in San Jose if they lose this game. But there's like a low possibility that that could actually happen. I think it's more likely that maybe an assistant coach gets fired, but you, you need a result here. This is the kind of game that if they were to lose it, gets Mike Sullivan put on what I refer to as coaching probation. This is where everybody that's not him on the coaching staff gets let go. Right. And Dubas brings in his people and says, you're either going to perform with these guys or you're just not going to perform. And you got everyone who listens knows big Mike Sullivan guy, but this is a game you barring everybody in the, in the, in the top six getting hurt in the game. There's that's about the only excuse to lose this one. And I'll, I'll, further that a little bit more if Tristan Jari puts up a sub 900 save percentage in this one and the Penguins do what they've done the last week where they get 35 40 shots score two or three goals and Tristan Jari gives up four or five and has sub 900 then it's time to bench Tristan Jari you give up four to five goals to the Sharks you have serious problems I think it might which based on how they've played so far this season you cannot give up four to five goals to that lineup. And I'll have more on Tristan Jari coming up in the second segment for a player that needs to have a big trip. So there's a little bit of a hint, hint for that one, but overall, yeah, I want to see a fast start. If you can get a couple goals in those first 10 minutes to really put the morale down for the sharks, that would be big. I want the power play to really contribute in this one. This is honestly the perfect team to really go up against for a power play that's struggling a sharks team that really hasn't done anything right at five on five or on special teams. If you can help continue that, you can really hopefully get the power play going heading into those next couple of games against the Ducks and the Kings. But that will do it for this first segment. Coming up in the second segment, Pat and I are going to discuss who needs to have a big California trip for the Penguins. But before we get to that, we got to tell you all about Park View Advance. As a business owner, you realize there are times when receivables might fall behind, but that doesn't mean you need to fall behind on vendor payments, payroll, or rent. For more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped businesses secure working capital from 5,000 to 1.5 million. Parkview Advance can improve your working capital in as little as 24 hours. It's a much easier process than you might imagine. We invite the many entrepreneurs that are locked on NHL fans to learn more by calling us at 203-675-0071 or go to parkviewadvance.com. One more time, that's 203-675-0071 or parkviewadvance.com. If your business needs working capital, call Parkview Advance today. That's Parkview Advance, helping businesses with their work capital again one more time go to parkviewadvance.com 
All right, we're back here on this Friday edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm Hunter Hodes, joined by my co-host, Patrick Dam. So I kind of teased it right before we head to break. The one player I really have an eye on heading into this California trip as a whole, Tristan Jari. He needs to have a big trip overall. And I expect him to get most of the starts on this trip. I definitely expect him to get the start against the Sharks. If he can't perform against that team with how bad they've been, there are serious problems with him for the rest of the season. And if he does have a good start, okay, that's good. Let's see how he does against the Ducks again after the way he performed on Monday. Let's see how he does against the Kings, who are off to a pretty good start. I have my eye on him heading into this trip. He needs to be better after the last couple of below average to just flat out bad starts. I mean, I think I'm being nice with that. You are being very generous. That was the the topic of my column on KDK today. It was I literally titled it "The Trouble with Tristan Part Two, which tells you I wrote this last year as well. But here's the thing: you know, this is going to be a constant theme, especially for my contribution to this segment. For especially Saturday's game, this is a game for this team to get right. This is a game for this team to build some confidence. This is a game for Tristan Jari to come out and play against a subpar team who's struggling. That's only been able to muster 10 goals in 10 games. And just, he doesn't have to be spectacular. He doesn't have to make 10 bell save after 10 bell save. Get yourself right. Stay in position. Make the saves you need to make. Be aggressive on the puck when you have to be aggressive on the puck. Just, Make the saves you have to make because that's what he hasn't done so far. Along with that, the other group I'm looking at to have a big road trip, especially Saturday night, is the bottom six. They haven't done a whole lot offensively. Third line's been a lot better. Third line's done some good forechecking, had good expected goal rates, gotten some shots, played well, provided energy. Now this is where they score. This is a game where you can put up a goal or two from your bottom six. This is where Drew O'Connor and Big Z can make a difference. This is where Vinny Hinestroza can make his presence felt should he come into the lineup for Jeff Carter. This is where Nolachari and Matt Nieto can finally establish themselves. So Saturday is a classic get-right game for this team, and they don't have to overthink it. Just go out and play the game you're supposed to play, and you can beat this team pretty easily. Yeah, I agree with you. And honestly, this should be a team that you should beat handily. Even though the Penguins have lost five of their last six games heading in, they are better than this team in all facets. And outside of Tristan Jari, I really do want to see what Vinny Hinnestrosa can do on this trip. By all accounts and purposes, it looks like Jeff Carter is going to be a scratch in this game against the Sharks. If Hinnestrosa can perform well and give that fourth line a spark, I think he's going to continue to get minutes later on in this trip, and eventually when the Penguins get home next weekend because they have a pretty tough November schedule. If you really pull it up and look at it, they have some tough games. And if Hinnestroza can play well against these three opponents heading back home, at least, again, give it a spark. Maybe if you can get a goal out of him, that will be awesome. That will be the fourth line's first goal of the year. I mean, I would love to see that happen in one of these three games. But I'm really looking at him to see if he can play really well on this trip to keep Carter in the press box. And while it is annoying that you have over 3 million of salary cap space in that press box, he's not playing well. And this is an opportunity for Hinoshoza to really show that, Hey, I belong in this lineup on a nightly basis. Yeah. Agreed. And we kind of talked, touched on that yesterday is that he just needs to assert himself and no better game than tomorrow. 
Somebody else I'm looking at here to kind of make their presence felt on this road trip is Latang. I don't think he's been bad by no. any stretch of the imagination. In fact, I think he's been pretty good. Me it's too. just by Chris Latang's standards, he's been a little quiet. So I think this would be a good road trip for him to assert himself because for better or for worse, all the shines on Eric Carlson, big shiny new toy, off-season acquisition, running the top power play. Chris Letang's been solid in penalty kill. He's been solid on the second unit. But this would be a good trip for him to score a goal or two, put up a few points, and just look like the Chris Letang he's always been and been this year, just a little bit more pronounced, if you get what I'm saying. I feel like I haven't really noticed Letang, good or bad, that much this season. And I feel like that's fine because Eric Carlson's been the flashier player, but I agree with you overall. It would be nice to get a quote unquote vintage Latang game in this one. And Hey, he's had one of those before against the sharks game six, 2016, where he was, I thought the best player on the ice and that one, if he can play even close to that level, that would be tremendous in this one to really get the penguins out of this rut that they're in. Another player who I will say that I have my eye on Pat Ricard Raquel Amber alert out for him. It's time for him to get on the score the score sheet this season. Just hasn't done enough at all on either end of the ice, and it's time for him to start finishing some of these chances. Because if this continues, I might see Mike Sullivan putting him down to the third line. Yeah, you uh, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth on that one. That was my last one, Ricard Raquel. Uh, I, again, he he talked about it to I believe it was Seth Rohrbaugh of the trib about his season so far and he hasn't been bad. He just hasn't scored. And he kind of said, Hey, listen, I'm gripping the stick a little too tight. I'm in my head about not scoring. I know I'm getting chances. It's causing me to overthink everything I do. And I love, I love this road trip, not as a fan because I can't watch it. Most of it, but I like this trip and what it represents for the team because there's nowhere else to go for these guys. You are on the road. You're on the plane. You're on the bus. You're in the hotel. You're at the practice rink. You're at the arena. You're out to dinner. You're doing all your team activities together because you're on the other side of the country. So it's a good chance for these guys to kind of just get away from everything and play hockey for four days. So I think if anything else, this is a good chance for Ricard Raquel to get himself back on track and not just against San Jose, just against all three teams. And he gets some nice warm weather out there in California as well. And I believe he also talked to Josh Yoey for a story of The Athletic. And Josh wrote a really good story on Raquel just being pretty frustrated. And he definitely you know, really wants to get going here, especially after the 60-point season he had last year. So I'm looking forward to hopefully him bouncing back on this trip. But I think that will do it for this second segment. Coming up to end the show, Pat and I have a cool little segment that we're going to do. We're going to just make some predictions for this game against the Sharks and see if we can get some right or if we're going to get old takes exposed. But before we get to that, we got to tell you all about better help. This time of year can be a lot and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it, but adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. 
One, it's entirely online. Two, it's designed to be convenient. Three, it's flexible. And four, it's suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NHL today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on NHL. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm Hunter Hodes, joined by Patrick Dam. So let's have some fun with these predictions for Saturday night. And I will start with my first one. Teased it a little bit in the second segment. I do think Ricard Raquel gets on the score sheet for this one and scores a big goal for the Penguins to really bring home this win. I do think the Penguins are going to get back in the win column. I pray to God that I do not get old takes exposed on that one. The Raquel one, I can live with, but God forbid they lose this game. And then I just hear it from everyone listening to this show. I hear it from social media, all that stuff. I do think the Penguins win, and I do think Ricard Raquel especially gets on the score sheet. That's one of my predictions for this one. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I do think Ricard Raquel finally gets on the scoreboard. I think we're going to see a classic Sidney Crosby game on Ooh, Saturday. Okay. I think we're going to see him... Maybe it doesn't show up on the score sheet. Maybe he doesn't, you know, score two goals, two assists, something like that. But I think we're gonna the 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 makings of it have been showing up the last week or so. I think we're in for a game with Crosby where he is effective in all three zones. He's all over the ice. He's constantly around the puck. He's engaged in the defensive zone. He's getting chances. He's dishing the puck in ways that only he can. And maybe that does lead to a goal and a couple assists and assists. But I think one of the first things we'll see is, is Crosby having a vintage Crosby game along with that, a less exciting one that I know is going to annoy everybody, but I think Tristan Jari is going to give up a bad goal in this one. I don't think he's going to lose the game. I think he's going to give up one goal against their, San Jose is going to keep up their trend of averaging a single goal a game. And that goal is going to be a howler. It's going to be something that (laughs) all of us go, oh, my God, make a save. But everything else is going to stay out of the net. I think he's going to give up one. It's going to be an absolute stinker, but he's going to be able to bounce back from it. So those are my two quick predictions for Saturday night in San Jose in the tank. The shark tank. I always love how they come out of that massive dude it's so cool mouth. it's so cool it's so cool just that that whole arena like i know prices are crazy so i might not be able to ever afford it but i would love to see a game there just because it's an older arena right tin roof lower root lower ceiling and I, when they played them in the finals man that was that atmosphere was awesome oh unreal yeah it was amazing and heck even before the penguins played them in the final every year the sharks would make the playoffs i would always say to myself can I go to the Shark Tank and be in this environment? Because yeah. it would get loud yeah, in that it looks And I always love seeing them skate out of that shark's mouth and the goal horn is just blaring as they're all coming out. Man, and then those some of those shark teams were so good too. Like sharks are also it, very loyal. So I, I said it when the Penguins got Wilson for the front office, man. The, the 2010s, the the San Jose Sharks were like pretty much the team of that decade that didn't win. They were right. always really good. He made some mistakes towards the end of his tenure, but when he had the Sharks as a playoff contender every year, he built those teams really nicely. 
So I'll, I'll always have, I guess, you know, fond memories of watching the Sharks and, as a teenager. And that they're back, and that they're back to wearing that that classic teal yes. color again. Oh, I love that so. It's much. gorgeous, man. It, it is absolutely gorgeous. One more for you before we call it here. I think we're going to get a goal from the fourth line. I don't know who it's going to be, but I think one of Vinny Hinnashoza, Noah Chari, or Matt Nieto is going to score in this game. Put a stamp on it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I do think we finally get a goal from the fourth line, mainly because Jeff Carter is looks like it's going to be in the press box. And funny, as we're talking about that, the Penguins are practicing right now in San Jose. And Jeff Carter, again, not taking line rushes. So it very much looks like he is going to be scratched. And this you imagine that's if we, you, can you imagine if we come on if we come on this show Monday morning and all of our predictions came true? Can you imagine? I think that everyone that listens or watches the show will label us as prophets, right? Oh yeah, you know the internet notoriously complimentary. <laughs> I mean, I know I know people. I, I, we did predictions, I think, for a game. It was like a couple weeks ago, and then I, I heard it from a couple people in the YouTube comments and a couple DMs I got. I'm like, hey, you know. I try to do, do my, the best I can with these. If they pan out, they do. If they don't, well, then, you know, I look like a complete moron. But we're just having fun here, folks. Sports yes. is fun. Never forget that. Absolutely. And I think that will do it for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I really hope everyone enjoys watching that game against the Sharks, especially seeing Mike Sullivan versus Mike Sullivan on the other bench because David Quinn sounds and looks just like Mike Sullivan. And seriously, if you have never seen David Quinn or listened to him speak, you probably should because he is a Mike Sullivan clone, but I love late night hockey. I really hope a lot of other people do as well. Late night start. I absolutely love it. But again, that'll do it for this episode of the locked on penguins podcast. Thank you all so much for listening to slash watching this one. Pat and I will be back with another episode for you all on Monday to recap this game against the sharks and get you all set for the rest of the week ahead with the California trip plus games next week weekend. So again, thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll talk with you all on Monday.